Hi, you're listening to the Abundant Encounters podcast, and this is Mary Marsingill. We're so honored to have you. And just quickly, before we get started, I wanted to remind you to rate this podcast and give positive reviews anywhere you're listening, Apple, Google, and others. Just talk about what you're experiencing, or especially any encounters that you felt like you had during an episode. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could take five seconds right now to pray for our podcast and ministry to succeed. Five seconds might not sound like much, but we believe that our collective prayers will make a massive difference and protect and prosper these ministries' efforts to glorify and exalt Jesus. Our hope is simple, that people have real encounters with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. Please join us now for just five seconds to pray. Thank you so much. Here's Josh. Hey, thanks for having me and Mary with you today. We love you. And we love the idea that you're coming to us to help you have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank God that God is real. He is real. And um, today we're going to talk about the real God. In the Encounters podcast, if you if this is your first time hearing us, it's really just a podcast dedicated to going after the real of God. God is not short on encounters. Encounters are moments where we know that He's real. Uh, moments when we feel Him, when we sense Him. But in that feeling and sensing, it's not just an idea, but it's a knowing. There's a knowing from from within us. And in the present moment, is where the presence is. So right here, when you're right here, that's where the presence is. Sometimes we're off in the future, thinking about what's going to happen. We're, we're back in the past. And all is well and good, but because God's everywhere. But the presence is only something that you can feel right now. So being present, be present now. Take a moment. If if this is hard for you, um, you can listen for sounds around you. Feel the, the ground beneath you, the air. Just get a sense for the things that are there. Maybe even the taste that's in your mouth lingering or... And senses are important, and God made them. And take a moment and breathe, and allow God to communicate with you and be with you now. And let me pray, Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you so much, Father. We come to you. We're not coming to the wrong place this time. We're coming to you, Father. Lord, we love you, Lord. We want to be present with your presence, Lord. 
We ask that you'd come so just like a sloppy wet kiss, like come Lord all, all and move in all of us Lord, in all of us and through all of us. Move Father. Yes Lord, expand within us, expand within us, stretch us and expand within us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, anything that's not with Jesus, we bind you up right now in Jesus' name. And we release heaven right now in Jesus' name. More, Lord, expand, expand. Expand within us. You can have all of me. Just tell him, you can have all of me. You can have all of me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, come now. Come, come, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Father, we ask that you'd anoint this time, that you'd move in us, that we would encounter you. The riches of heaven, Lord. Release, release heaven's abundance in us, Lord. Right now, in Jesus' name, let us, let us feel and sense you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so we read the Word of God because you get increases in faith and your ears open up. And sometimes God, not sometimes, all the time, God is speaking. And um, so it's, it's wonderful to be able to hear Him. Don't you want to hear Him? Tell him right now, say, I want to hear you. So I'm going to read, I just got this new um, Passion Translation, Ezekiel and Daniel. And I'm so excited to get into the book of Daniel, so I'm going to, I'm just going to share that with you. I'm going to read a little bit from there, and, um, and then we'll talk about encounters and maybe lead you on an exercise. All right, here we go. It was the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched on Jerusalem and besieged the city. My lord gave Nebuchadnezzar victory over king Jehoiakim and permitted the Babylonian ruler to remove some of the sacred vessels belonging to the temple of the true God. Nebuchadnezzar carried them away to the land of Babylon and placed the sacred vessels into the temple treasury of his own gods. Later the king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief officer, to select a certain number of youths from the royal or noble families of the Israelites who would be suitable for service in the king's palace. They were to be handsome young men without defect, well versed in every branch of wisdom. They were to be intelligent, discerning, and qualified for royal service. Asphanas was instructed to teach them the culture, the literature, and the language of the Babylonians. The king provided them a daily allowance of the best food and wine from the king's table. For three years, 
they were to receive a thorough education, after which they would enter the king's service. Among these men of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But the chief official of the palace gave them Babylonian names. Daniel he called Belteshazzar, Hananiah he called Shadrach, Mishael he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. However, Daniel determined in his heart not to contaminate himself with the food and wine from the royal table, so he begged the chief official to exempt him from the royal diet. Then God moved on the heart of the chief official to show Daniel favor and compassion. But he warned Daniel, My lord the king has ordered your meat and drink, and I fear that he will notice if your face starts looking worse than the other men of your age. You could put my life in jeopardy with the king. Daniel then appealed to the overseer, whom the chief officer put in charge over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Daniel said to him, Test us, your servants, for ten days. Give us only seeds to eat and water to drink. Then afterward compare our appearance with those of the young men who eat the king's food. Then you can decide what to do with us. So the overseer agreed to do what they requested and tested them for ten days. And when the ten days were completed, they looked healthier and had even gained weight. The four Hebrew young men were in better physical condition compared to any of the others who had eaten their food from the royal table. So the god replaced their diet of royal food and wine with vegetables and water. God imparted insight and skill in every aspect of literature and science to the four Hebrew men. Daniel also had the unique gift of interpreting every kind of supernatural vision and dream. At the end of the period that the king had assigned for their training, the chief of the palace servants brought them to Nebuchadnezzar's court. The king interviewed them all. And among all the young men, he found none to equal Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So the king chose them to serve as his advisors. And when the king questioned them on any point of wisdom or understanding, he found them ten times superior to all the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. And Daniel continued there in Babylon as a royal advisor until the time Cyrus became king. Praise God for his word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of times we just get this idea in our head that ministry is the only way to really serve God and the book of Daniel is so blatant, so upfront that you know Daniel is is taken it out of his land, out of out of the place where he's comfortable, and put into not a ministry. He's enslaved, and he serves God like 
I mean, just in such an inspirational way. And I believe most of the people listening, I reach mostly Christians for Christ, so you probably are familiar with the story, or maybe you heard it as when you were young. And so we know what's, what's about to happen is miraculous and amazing. And there's, there's other accounts that Joseph is very similar. The story of Joseph, Potiphar, very similar to Daniel and, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar. And, um, and then there's this idea of the diet. You know, Daniel just knows that and it's not a standard diet for Hebrews to just eat vegetables and water, but... Um, but he just he had to set himself apart, and uh, and I love how God you know gives him favor, and that's so beautiful. Just to encourage him, let him know, hey, I'm with you. You know, at the time that Daniel's living that reality, all the things aren't set in stone that are going to happen. Especially not for Daniel, from his perspective. He hadn't seen all the amazing things that were about to happen. So he's just right there in that moment, and he needs courage. Like we all do. And so he notices the favor that was placed on him. Wow, look at that. Some people will say, follow your favor... And um, there's definitely truth in that, I've, I mean, from my experience. Um, I also need to follow my peace. <laughs> and um, those, those things, especially when they're coming from heaven, they, they really do bless. You know, false peace is it's just not, it may be coming from a different location, but... Um, my wife usually leads us with the peace sometimes. I don't necessarily, I'm not the first one to get it. She gets it before I do, which is wonderful. We're beautifully paired for that. But, you know, uh, to me, when Daniel's doing this diet, it speaks to me about a subject that I love called boundaries. And uh, boundaries has always been really hard for me. I'm a recovering people pleaser. And uh, it just hasn't been easy to have a big enough yes that no's come easily. And um, Dr. Townsend, who I'm attending his institute right now, he talks about boundaries a lot. Um, They use the word separation sometimes. It's a character, strength. And uh, one of four. And, um, but with boundaries, um, you know, it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. But I love what I love. This is what Townsend says. He says, when your yes is big enough, the no's are easier. Now, how do we say yes in a big way? We have to know who we are. So this is about our identity. So saying yes in a big way is knowing who you are. Because that's the biggest yes you can have.
if you're yes to yourself, if you love yourself and you love yourself enough to love others and love God, then then your yes is so big that you will say no. And let me warn you before we get into this exercise, when you begin to say no, which you will, especially after encountering God, then there will be pushback in your world. And I don't say that to doom and gloom, but be prepared. When you've been saying yes to people, and all of a sudden you're saying no, it's all kinds of emotional reactions and Sometimes they don't happen right away or all at once. And it is worth it, but it, it can kind of, it can lead you down some what feel like hard roads. And honestly, it'd be harder. You'd lose more if you kept going down, you know, maybe per se the wrong road. So it's worth it, isn't it? So how do you get to your identity, right? You know, it's like, well, I know who I am. I, you know, and maybe you mention what you do, like, you're, you know, this is what I do. And it's a very American idea that we are what we do. We're not. We're more than that. Did our parents tell us who we are? Sometimes they do. Sometimes, especially our dads seem to have a good idea on who we are. Sometimes our moms have a lot ideas on that too. And sometimes they tell us what they want us to be too. Or, and we may need to forgive them or release them from that. But true identity comes from our maker. And so it requires encounter. It's not optional. We have to meet with him to begin to receive our identity. And as you walk this out, you'll realize that it's a daily reminder that you have to have. We're like Daniel, we need the encouragement. Be sure this is who I am. Now you may not ask that and you will grow strong in your identity with God. But even if you've decided that you know your identity, when we come to God, He can, He gives us this opportunity, this invitation to come in and say, you know what? You know better than me. You know me better than I know myself. And He loves to teach us through experiences, through moments, Stewarding our identity messages from the Father is part of the Christian like life. So right now, let's go ahead and jump into an exercise. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Right where we're at. Just picture someone jogging right now. Uh, maybe me, actually. I Sometimes I listen to my own podcast while I'm jogging. But if you're jogging right now, I'm just, I'm seeing that the Father is seeing you. 
and he's so passionate about you. And um, if you're not, that's okay, of course. Let's take a moment. And just close your eyes if you can, or begin to use your, your imagination, your imagination, as one of my good friends calls it. What a wonderful gift the imagination is. It's so powerful. God gave us this amazing ability to, to just press into the images and just create things in our mind. And usually that's where it starts, right? We just, we're just creating the whole thing. But what I want you to pay attention to is when he takes over, when you're not necessarily creating everything. That's when things get really exciting. The Bible says, put your mind on heavenly things. So let's do that now. So imagine yourself in heavenly places. There's some things that the Bible talks about being there. There's a sea of glass, there's 24 elders, there's angels everywhere. Look at their wings. Maybe they're moving around, you know. Maybe you can feel the wind from their wings. What's the sea of glass look like? Are there waves? Is it placid? Like a lake? Just really big? <laughs> yeah. Is the throne room there? Is there a throne? Whatever you're experiencing, just begin to move into the detail of it. Move closer. Picture yourself moving closer. Watch yourself walk around. Yeah. Take your time. What's different? What's, what are you noticing? Now, if you're having trouble, there is no condemnation. It's okay. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I don't want to make this up. But I'm, I'm asking you to. It may seem weird, but ask, you start in the imagination. You start by making it up sometimes. Just see what happens. I'm asking a lot from you, I get it. But really what I want you to do right now is not think about me. Ask Jesus. Jesus, will you come and join me here in this heavenly place? The Bible says I'm seated with you. Ask him, Jesus, will you join me? Do you see him? Do you sense him? Do you feel him? Some of you maybe that weren't uh, having an easy time seeing anything, maybe you're feeling something now. 
I was sitting with a guy today that, that smelled heaven. He could smell it. How beautiful is that? Yeah. Why don't you take a deep breath? Yeah. God communicates us with us in ways that we can understand and we gave us senses that we could use to understand his communication. May you ask Jesus, Jesus, will you take me to the Father? Yeah. Okay, so when you see the Father, what do you see? It's okay if you're not seeing anything. If there's nothing, then ask Father God, Father, can I come closer to you? Father God, can I see you? If you're struggling here, I want to encourage you, keep going. Say, Father God, I want to engage with you now. I'm here. Is there something in me that is stopping me? Is there anyone I need to forgive? Am I believing a lie about you? And those things we know from the scriptures are two things that could stop and hinder us from connecting with the Father. So let's start with the forgiveness. Is there anyone I need to forgive, Father God? Just be silent. Maybe you see a picture of a face or someone. Maybe you remember a name or or you knew already before you before we even started. It's good. Maybe you forgave him before a bunch. You feel like, well, I don't need to do that again. I, if they're coming up, I, I want you to trust the Holy Spirit. Just forgive them. Just forgive them now. Begin to forgive. I forgive them. You're doing it for you. And forgiveness is an act of the will. It's, it's just our headspace, right? Let's, we're going to take it all the way to the heart, okay? So let's say, I forgive, and then put their name in there. I forgive. So good. Now, now release that person. I release them from the judgments I made against them. Go ahead. I release them from the way I thought about them. I renounce all the lies I believed about them. And I renounce those judgments I made against them. It's just not my place. I shouldn't judge him. And I bless them. 
when you bless them, imagine them being blessed. That's moving it to your heart. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing so good. How does it feel? Do you feel lighter? Do you feel any different? Check your body, check your tension, anything released. Yeah, it's just good to notice those things. Good stewardship to notice that kind of stuff. Yeah, we've been taught kind of not to, right? To ignore those little things and sometimes they just let us know that God is with us. He's moving. This is important to Him. Heaven will have more access to you now because you did these things. Isn't that something? Okay, now I want you to look back at the Father and see if anything's changed. Maybe Jesus is there with you, comforting you. But look at the Father. Father, can I see your face? Show me your face. There's still a struggle. I, I want to encourage you. Like ask the ask the Father, Father, am I believing lies about you? You can do this. If you find a lie, take zero tolerance. Just just renounce that lie. Say, I renounce the lie that, I renounce the lie that, ask Jesus, Jesus, what is the truth? Declare the truth. Declare it to honor what's happening here. To honor yourself. Praise God, you're hearing the truth. The truth sets us free. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Do say it loud if you can. Say it. Say it out loud. That's right. Okay, now I want you to look back at the Father. Say, Father, can I see your face? And I know some of you are seeing him like you hadn't before. And that's something. Oh, look at that. Now the really cool thing about seeing the Father's face is that it kills off the old man. The Bible's very, very clear about this. If you look on the face of the Lord, you will die. But it's a good thing for the new believer, for the, for the believer in Christ Jesus, for the New Testament believer. When you believe in Jesus, you get a new life. You're a new creation. So thank God he kills us. 
because we get to truly live as a new self. And see, the thing about new things is that we don't know everything about them. So in being a new creation, we're, it is required to know more about what that is. We're, we're God-reliant. We're not self-reliant because the self is gone. The old self is gone. The false self is gone. So be renewed. Let the Lord renew you. You are so God-reliant now. <laughs> Isn't that so awesome? You're so God-reliant. You're so so dead. And now you're just, just dependent on this wonderful Father that will never let you down. This is not a codependency. You are dependent because the Father is inviting you into a bond, into an attachment with Him. Oh, my friend, when you attach and you bond with the Father, it sets you up for so much life-giving support. He's a life-giver. He's so full of love. You know, when we were trying to live as the, as the old man, as the, that dead one that just left, we had to support ourselves, self-reliance, Self-reliance, there's no rest in self-reliance. We should be so afraid of that. that we, that's what Hebrews 4 says. Be afraid that you miss the opportunity to enter into his rest. Cease, it says later on in that chapter. Cease from self-works. Basically saying, pick up God's cause. But I want to stop talking. I want to ask, let's ask Father God. Father God, what do you think of me? Yeah. Just ask him. Father God, what do you think of me? Yeah. Let him speak to you about your identity. So that your yes gets so big that your no's are easy. Get a big yes from him. Ask him questions. Clarify. I want to leave you with a few minutes here to uh, with the music and you can take this time and spend it with the Father and explore and ask questions about your identity. Sometimes we just don't have the time allotted and this podcast will end, so as just with the next few minutes, spend them asking God, talk to me about who I am. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for my brother, my sister, whoever's listening, Lord, out there. And um, I pray that you just really bless him right now. Those open ears, Lord, all the things that you've done here, seal it with your blood. 
and I ask that you would just move right now and teach them about who they are, how special they are to you, how they were fearfully and wonderfully made, and how the things in their life are positioned actually for, to bring you glory, Lord. And they really are in the right place. They are, this is the right time that you've introduced them to the right people. You have plans and purposes. You're not a fearful God. You're not, you're not lost and wondering how you're going to help us get it together. You just want us to become God-reliant so we can have a massive yes every day of our lives. Lord, I pray for peace and protection and joy in this process. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world. In Jesus' name. Come and visit us online at AbundantEncounters.com where you can find out more about our cause. We want everyone to have an encounter with God today. And on that website, you can find out ways to help yourself, help your friends. There's counseling, coaching, and articles available that will help you to embrace the lifestyle of encountering God. AbundantEncounters.com The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.